actually sending out letters to military people that got bounced because they wouldn't take the vaccine and they're inviting them to come back. And you're opening up a can of worms, what you just said, because they're preparing to do the draft. It made the news that they called 800 people out of regular military service to be um, recruiters for the military. But where they were training them in Kentucky is where they have previously trained to do a draft. And I think they're lying and saying it's military recruitment. I think they're preparing for a draft. Well, and the thing that's weird is so many people don't want to be drafted. I mean, they're going to have to get the consent of the American people to a certain degree. And I don't know. I mean, we, we're tired of wars. The Israeli thing, uh, that's a very, very sensitive topic. But the majority of the people don't agree with mainstream media or the politicians. And I can tell you, based on my responses from articles that I've written, of the responses from the the people. Now that's my audience, but I've been trying to pay attention. My audience is this, the audience that's supposed to support Israel and they're not. So there's a huge gulf in what the politicians and the mainstream media are talking about and what the average people believe and wanna do. Our world is changing rapidly. Many crucial systems we depend upon are collapsing. And the most important system that is failing is the food supply. But amidst the chaos, there is a path to resilience. I have the great Marjorie Wildcraft coming to the program. People who do not know her, she is kind of like the mother of ultimate preppers. And she's just, she's really good. I've spent decades finding the fastest, easiest, and funnest ways for the average person to be able to grow a lot of food. I used to be a hopeless gardener, but thanks to Marjorie, I'm growing food, and I'm really happy my family has more food security. Marjorie's webinar gave me the confidence to raise and process my own meat. Food production, and Marjorie, I want to thank you for the, the free webinar that you put out there at that website. I've already had uh, you know massive response from people that love your information and how you, you express the joy of learning how to grow food also, and in a small amount of space, when it really counts. So thank you for all that you do, Marjorie. If you go to sarahsbackyardfarm.com, you can sign up for that seminar, that free seminar. I'll have the link below. And so if you have the opportunity, check it out, sarahsbackyardfarm.com, and you will get a ton of free, great information. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Dave Hodges coming back to the program. We're going to talk about some of the intel that he's gotten with what's going on at the border and also intel that he's gotten around the country. We're going to talk about the Thaler report, the Breger report, the uh, John Thaler investigation. We're going to talk more about that. And because he's from Maricopa County, so he's going to talk about how deep and entrenched the corruption is and what the Thaler report, I don't know if you remember, but I've done a lot of investigative work with this John Thaler or the Breger report. You can go to sarahwestall.substack.com and see some of my stuff there. I need to bring him back. He sent me his manuscript. So I, I'm going to get him back on the program, but that's the report. It's over 150,000 pages. I guess there's 20 affidavits, 20,000 affidavits they did behind this report. And it just talks about the deep corruption, um, how the cartels are controlling, especially Arizona, but it's in 26 other states. And it, it really gives you an indication of how they're doing all this stuff. But we're going to talk about that. But we're going to talk about many other things as well. Davis always comes with all this information. So you're going to hear he has all these sources in the intelligence world and in the military. So you're going to hear some of his take on that. But before I get into it, I want to remind you about the unique Christmas gifts and the prepper gifts that I have. Go to sarahwestall.com and under shop and you'll see the link to the all the unique gifts that you can get yet this Christmas. And also the unique prepper gifts or powerful prepper gifts that you can get, like the water generator that generates 10 gallons of water out of the old or the driest air. And I also have the meat. I love this meat that we can get from the Pine Bend Ranch. It is all clean, no antibiotics, no vaccines, pasture raised, aged 21 days. And it's a better price than any of those other meat companies that are putting this out and anything that's even remotely close to this quality is a lot more expensive. So I just want you to look into that. You can find that on the prepper list, or you can even just go to freedombuyingclub.com and you can sign up to learn more about that as well. 
Okay, let's get into this really fascinating conversation with Dave Hodges. Hi, Dave. Welcome back to the program. Hey, it's good to be with you, and it's a pleasure to come on and talk about important things where I'm not being censored. Well, yeah, you, you're you've been under attack lately, but let's uh, let's talk about where you think the country is going. How at risk are we? We have over 80,000 people of special interests that have been let through our border. I've talked to agents, former agents, that said that in the past, if they would have let anybody through like that, they would have had their badge and been interrogated and everything else. And now they're letting in over 80,000. So this is new under the Biden administration. And people are coming to the conclusion this is on purpose, right? They're trying to destroy our country. So how how close are we to something happening? And are people waking up? I mean, Biden supposedly only has a 10% approval rating. Are they finally waking up that there is something seriously wrong here? Yeah, but there's a difference between waking up and taking action. And that's the gap. Um, we've, we're winning the awareness battle. That's why the censorship has been so dramatically increased. And it's not going to make a difference. More and more people are waking up because we're to the point now where we're not necessarily dependent on for the only source of true information because there's enough people out there right now that can share it person to person. And and that's a problem they can't overcome on the other side. The problem that we have, though, is the gap that lies between awareness and action. And uh, people say, well, what can I do? And I, I tell this, I do this with my audience all the time. I, I, I before I got kicked off YouTube, I was um, uh, having live streams daily and I would tell people, share this. That's the first thing you can do. If you believe in what's being said here, share the information. Secondly, you need to become an ambassador for the truth. And then I give them tips. I'd say, if you're talking to a couple of people, what affects their life? And then take what's going on and relate it to how it is affecting them. And I said, that tends to bring awareness level up. And I said, ultimately, if you get enough people who say, I know what's going on, I don't agree, and I will not comply, the whole uh, whole system of uh, forced compliance will collapse because all dictatorships need compliant people. There's not enough police or military to force compliance. Even Mao Zedong uh, had trouble. Uh, getting complete compliance in China, even though he murdered probably up to 80 million people. So I I think that um, we're on the right track, but we might be running out of time. And and something I really wasn't going to talk about, but since you asked the question, the door is open for this. What's the final straw? What's the straw that will break the camel's back? And in my opinion, it's CBDC, smart cities, and everything that goes with that. Once they have you locked in digitally, and once they have taken everything from you, and they're forcing you to live in a restricted area, which never ends well historically, when you gather people together like that in a forced compliance, uh, that, that game is over. We will lose the ability to rebel because they'll control food consumption, where you live, housing, everything about sustaining life at the basic level will be controlled. And CBDC is coming in as we speak. So that's the bottom line, Sarah. But also we have the the, uh, immigration threat. And the immigration threat is real. You mentioned 80,000. That's an estimate. Uh, We don't know how many terrorists are here, uh, but we do know that they were trained. Many of them were trained in El Salvador, the early ones that came here, and they were trained by CIA And this is where the Sanchez Predis drug cartel, now the Shining Path, they put together Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS with a cartel and trained them together. And they trained them mostly in light infantry and in terrorist tactics. And they trained MS-13 that are planned assassins in uh, Central America. They trained them how to take out priority targets in America. And we're going to see assassinations of uh, uncooperative politicians Probably you and I are on that list. Uh, And you say, you know, are we in danger? Oh, yeah, we're in big danger. Um, We can because they want to bring in they want to bring in what Mao brought in. Right. So they're going to want to kill all the people who are dissidents. They want to kill the intelligence of the other side. That's exactly right. And and I mean, people like Rand Paul will be a target. Uh, Matt Gates, 
Um, these people are going to be targeted um, because MS-13 is here. You even read it in the news. The mainstream media is even covered. Today in New York City, two MS-13 people were arrested. Okay, well, the MS-13 has one purpose, and that's assassinations. Yeah, that's don't, you, don't you feel that we just have a government that's totally AWOL? I mean, that's essentially what it is, but it, it feels like that, but really, it's a war. I know some people that worked at the UN and there's another one that's still working there. And, and this person fundamentally believes that the only way to move forward is to have a globalist environment that the UN controls. And I'm like, well, who, what happens if a tyrant gets in charge? You know, like we have now, we have tyrants, they can't see it. They just don't, they, they cannot, they're the useful idiots for this. There's a whole army of people that truly believe that this is where we need to go so that we can create utopia here on planet earth how do we deal with so many useful idiots running around not comply and if necessary defend yourself we have to hope that the final in the final end run everything considered uh we will not be able to resist in totality unless a good portion of the military joins the people I think so too. And the military has been trained really carefully to obey orders. So the, it's a tall ask for a lot, but a lot of military are, a lot of former military are pissed because they went into places thinking they're fighting for our country and freedom, watched their, you know, co-fighter die next to them. And now they're seeing this happen in our country. And we fought wars for a lot less than what's happening now in our country. So is there is that a powder keg waiting to happen? Well, I'll even back up and say this. Yesterday it was announced or discovered that the Air Force is checking social media for recruits. And anyone that shows any support for Donald Trump is not being admitted to the Air Force. I know, isn't that crazy? I, suspect, I just saw that. Go I suspect ahead. this is true. Yeah, I suspect this is true. And for other service branches, too. And so the reason they're doing this is very clear. They don't want a non-compliant force that'll say, well, you know, this goes against the Constitution and there's only really one guy out there standing up for the Constitution, and that's Trump. And if it requires the military to engage in uh, civil insurrection against uh, an illegitimate government, they don't want people who will do this. Uh, and, and this has been part and parcel uh of the organization of the military for some time. If you go back to the Obama administration, you might recall that he fired nearly 400 command officers in the military because they were too conservative. And it was setting this up. He was setting the stage to make the military compliant. I will tell you this though. Okay. And I had someone very close to me and I cannot, uh, someone very, very close to me and I, and I cannot reveal who, but let's put it this way, very close to me, someone I've known three decades. Uh, this person had a prominent position in the military, is now retired. And this person had occasion to travel around to military bases, particularly in the Western United States. And the first thing this person told me was that a lot of the base commanders and division and unit commanders and so forth are not going to follow Biden's orders if we go to war with China. They know they've been betrayed. The Chinese balloon incident was huge in furthering that. And then the second thing is that um, he thinks it's the breeding ground for um, takeover of the government and restoring it back to the people. And uh, I've had occasion now to talk to two people who've been in command positions in prominent areas who echo that sentiment. And of course, they're very careful. And I've got to be very careful how I say this because this was given to me in the strictest of confidence. By the way, when this first source was telling me about their experiences and talking to people in command positions that weren't on board with what's going on, all of a sudden, and I was riding with him in his car and he said, oh my God, I forgot what you do for a living. And I said, don't have to worry. I know how to keep confidences. And uh, I will. And I'll never reveal that. But I'm telling you, Sarah, there is an undercurrent in the military that they're not going to be able to stamp out. Um, well, and this is why they, they want to recruit the. 
Go ahead. They wanted to get the LGBTQs in there. They wanted to get the fat guys, you know, the the losers basically that would never make the military in past years because they don't want real men. They want compliant people that will shoot at conservatives. Uh, I don't think they're going to be overly successful in this. What we have to worry about is if Biden declares a state of emergency under the Kigali principles, an illegal treaty that Biden signed us into without the approval of the Senate, uh, the Kigali principles say that there's a state of emergency. The UN can summon 28 member nations to go to the country that's having trouble militarily to, quote, restore order. And it can be for medical martial law. It can be for a, a perceived insurrection. And, and we practice this at Camp Grayling. I have the video and people don't want to believe it when I say it. I've played the video three times on my website now. You have foreign troops and they're marked by black triangles on their sleeve against American forces with American flag. And they're at Camp Grayling doing military war games. And you see the Americans surrendering to the foreigners. I kid you not. This is on videotape. This is, this is in the, but this was a trial, right? It was just an exercise. It was a war game done during Jade Helm 16, uh, during that period. And, uh, you know, uh, it was uh, Obama's last year in office. Um, they've rehearsed this. Um, we have a strong UN presence militarily on our shore. We manufacture the uh, UN uh, armored vehicles in Hagersville, uh, Maryland, no, Hagerstown, Maryland. Uh, so there's a strong presence here already. Obama is really calling the shots and he will not hesitate to call in the UN if our military is non-compliant. The civil war we could see, I predict, will be between the U.S. military, civilians, and U.N. forces. Well, didn't the U.N. forces go into Canada with the, the trucker strike? Wasn't that a U.N. force? Because they were saying that it wasn't mm -hmm. people there. Yeah. So the U.N. has Justin Trudeau brought him in to, you know, shut down that strike. That's the kind of presence that we're going to see here. But there's a point the U.S. military are begging for recruits because they're so low. There's only so many LGBTQ people to get. I mean, there it isn't the majority of the population and they're getting rid of people who would be great soldiers. So now they're sitting there with a depleted force and it's just a joke. So, you know, they're begging people to come back that didn't get the vaccine. So where are they? It seems like they're starting to have a split inside the military of just being, we got to run this like a military. You guys, this is a freaking joke. Well, the only thing I would say to that is this. They're actually sending out letters to military people that got bounced because they wouldn't take the vaccine and they're inviting them to come back. And you're opening up a can of worms, what you just said, because they're preparing to do the draft. It made the news that they called 800 people out of regular military service to be um, recruiters for the military. But where they were training them in Kentucky is where they have previously trained to do a draft. And I think they're lying and saying it's military recruitment. I think they're preparing for a draft. Well, and the thing that's weird is so many people don't want to be drafted. I mean, they're going to have to get the consent of the American people to a certain degree. And I don't know. I mean, we, we're tired of wars. The Israeli thing, uh, that's a very, very sensitive topic. But the majority of the people don't agree with mainstream media or the politicians. And I can tell you, based on my responses from articles that I've written, of the responses from the the people. Now that's my audience, but I've been trying to pay attention. My audience is this audience that's supposed to support Israel and they're not. So there's a huge gulf in what the politicians and the mainstream media are talking about and what the average people believe and wanna do. If you've been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations wanna see the end of the dollar reserve currency and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are gonna fail with 
99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure, and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. I agree, but there's a way to force compliance. Food is one. And no one can argue right now that the food supply is being manipulated and it's in the process of being centralized and controlled. And, uh, you know, you look at Bill Gates and Chinese acquisitions of farmland, you look at the destruction over a hundred food processing plants without one federal investigation. This is all deliberate plot among other things to compromise our food supply. And if you control the food, you control the people. And, and also too, there's a rush to get us into CBDC. Uh, you know, Citibank has uh, digitized their deposits now where they can be turned into uh, CBDC tokens. JP Morgan and BlackRock combined for that purpose two weeks ago under the auspices of the Federal Reserve, which was illegal for the Federal Reserve to do it, but they did it anyway. So they're preparing to get us under CBDC. And let's go back to Canada for a second. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. There were two important events in Canada that we need to be concerned about with the trucker strike. The first one, most people are aware of, that anyone who helped the truckers, anyone who was a trucker and was there, they got their bank accounts stolen, just like what will happen with social yep. credit and CBDC. That was the first thing. The second thing you mentioned, there was a UN presence, if they hadn't broken that trucker strike and that protest, the UN was prepared to act militarily. They were in position. And that shows you about the Kigali principles, of which Canada's a member, uh, that that will happen here. And we'll have blue-helmeted. Most Americans will see that as an invasion, and anyone wearing a blue helmet will be a target. And I'm not advocating for that. I'm just telling you, I know how Americans are going to think when that happens. We won't take kind to an occupation force. And this is why I really believe civil war is inevitable. But I will tell you this. It's one of the reasons they have all the immigrants coming in here. The immigrants are not loyal to America. They have no basis for being loyal to America. When my ancestors came here from Germany, on my dad's side, they had to pass a naturalization test on history, government. They had to swear an allegiance. They had to show basic English proficiency. And they were naturalized for seven years. Here, it's ollie, ollie, oxen free. We don't care what language you speak. We don't care if you're a criminal. We don't care if you're even diseased. We don't we're care if let you raped in. 20 people on the way in. You exactly. welcome exactly. in. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's the thing, though. If you have 80,000 estimated terrorists, and that's what the government's telling us now, uh, 80,000 estimated terrorists in our country that's quite a, a, a military force. That could be a fifth column as a prelude to an actual land invasion. And, and this is where we need to be concerned. And immigrants, to some extent, not all of them, will be militarized against the American people when ordered to do so. The government's already controlling them. I mean, they control, for a lot of them, where they live, their housing, they get basic necessities. They even get cell phones and laptops. There's so going to be we, a question, though, on whether they're going to comply, too, because they're not trained. to. Comply. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But when you when you got a base of 40 million that's estimated to be here and you have 80,000 suspected and known terrorists, that's a pretty good base to draw upon to cause a lot of havoc. Well, I think that the 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 Marxist attitude is that you got to get rid of the bourgeois. What do you call it? The bourgeoisie. <laughs> Mm -hmm. the elite people who are the thinkers that's what Mao did that's what he got rid of I personally know some communists who believe this 
and who are active in the journalistic, you know, they're, they're high, they're very prominent in journalism who believe that we need to kill a significant amount of people so we can usher in communism. I think that is behind a lot of the useful idiots. The globalists think differently, right? But the useful idiots are going to go shoulder to shoulder with these people to take out those they think are keeping communism and this utopian society from happening. Yeah, I agree. And let's go back to what I'd said earlier. In El Salvador and Guatemala, uh, and it goes back 30 years, now El Salvador suspended this. They have camps, but they put their criminals in the camps now. Uh, they're, they're gangsters. But they had they had terrorist camps where the Sanchez Paredes drug cartel, and this came to me from two different DEA agents five years apart. And then Kathy um, Rubio uh, had a relative working in one of these camps, and she had occasion to visit, and she saw it. Americans in Army uniforms, probably CIA, training terrorists, Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS, with the cartels in light infantry tactics at multiple camps. And now we have 80,000 estimated terrorists. We probably have more than that. Well, and I'm sure what I'm do. saying is they've been militarized. And here's the other thing that's happening. I learned this from Paul Preston. Uh, coming into California are a high number of Chinese and obviously illegal aliens. And some of the illegal aliens are actually being taken into the Marine Corps to dilute that force. And what I mean by dilute the force is um, the Marine Corps is the most loyal to America. They were the most loyal to Trump and still are. They're trying to delete uh, dilute the Marine Corps' influence by putting illegals in it. And they're keeping this really quiet. But Paul has demonstrated to me beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is happening. And then you've got the Chinese border crossers. And I've had two uh, Border Patrol confidants since 2014, so nine years. They're, they have never, never, ever steered me wrong. And they tell me that they're apprehending a record number of military-age Chinese crossing the California-Mexico border. That's there, true. Uh, That's true. This is this is for a reason. And then you've got, and I'll go a step further with this. One of the things I learned in the Ammon Bundy case that no one wants to latch onto, but the facts are undeniable. Peter uh, Reed, who was Harry Senator Harry Reed's son, he was paid five million dollars by the Communist Chinese to work with the BLM to put solar energy farms on BLM land, which included the Bundys. This was one of the contentions of the Bundys. Now, I know some people in the Bundy family. I, when they come to Phoenix, I socialize with them. Uh, and I had to educate them on this because they didn't even know this. And what we know is the Chinese, courtesy of the North Koreans, have portable EMP weapons. Now, why is the Bundy land significant? And this is a really, really big story, Sarah. And if I get anything across today, I hope it's this. They have this solar energy farm on Ammon Bundy's land. It's still there. And they have portable EMP weapons that they have brought into the United States and they've used it. And I'll talk about that in a minute. And when Nellis Air Force Base, which is adjacent to the Bundy land, if we had to scramble jets to repel an invasion on our southern or northern border, they could bring down a good number of those planes. And we have the same Chinese solar farms off the Luke Gunnery Range, Luke Air Force Base outside Phoenix, and also Davis Monthan outside Tucson. Same exact thing. Now, I'll tell you a story that, that uh, uh, happened, uh, gosh, I think it was 2014. It's on my website, thecommonsenseshow.com. An Iraqi general left Luke Air Force Base in an F 16, and he was flying down a maneuver by the border. And all of a sudden, his jet, F-16, dropped from the sky. Well, the the, re, the rescue crew came on scene, and they found the jet, but they couldn't find him. They saw, they heard no mayday call. They heard nothing. And they found him in his cockpit, charred remains. He got hit by a portable EMP at the border. And at that time, we were covering stories, ISIS, courtesy of North Korea, bringing in these portable weapons that can bring down our aircraft. And this was nine, almost 10 years ago. 
And uh, I was teaching a college class at that time, an extension class at Luke Air Force Base. And a couple of the people who were involved in the operation in terms of surveillance confided in me. And I wasn't even, let's put it this way. I wasn't at a point where I was as known as I am today. Um, and why they chose to confide in me, it was pretty bizarre. But they told me, they said that we know it was an EMP weapon. We know it was portable. This guy dropped from the sky, couldn't even make a Mayday call. And I said, how high was he flying? They said about 30,000 feet. And, and so we have these weapons in our country negate our ability to launch an aerial response to a land invasion. And no one's doing anything about it. And, you know, you have to wonder, what did Trump know? And if he knew anything, why didn't he do anything about it? I understand Biden and Obama not doing anything about it. But um, do you remember the federal government almost came to blows with several Bundy supporters? There were two dozen on each side and guns were drawn. I mean, there was almost a gunfight on, Bun on Bundy land. And um, I I've heard that story directly from relatives of uh, Ammon. And I've talked to Clive about it, too. He's been he's been on my show. Um I have to tell you, Sarah, the elements for invasion are here. In fact, let me even go to Antifa. My broadcast partner on the Doug and Dave Intel Report, Doug Thornton, former combat Marine defense contractor, and most recently uh, was a DHS supervisor, left because he couldn't work for Biden's people in Mayorkas. But he was a supervisor in Portland in the Antifa riots. During that time, there were, and this made the mainstream media, there were three discoveries of weapon caches throughout the United States. One was in Florida, Kentucky, and I think Utah was the third. And I said, Doug, do you think that's for, uh, and by the way, he was talking to me while he was on active duty. Uh, he went by the name Wrecker, and we had to camouflage everything for obvious reasons. And Doug told me, he said, Dave, that's not for Antifa. That's not their style. Molotov cocktails, incendiary devices of all types, uh, he said, but that's not their style. They don't do assault weapons. And I said, well, who the hell is it for? He said, terrorists that are going to be brought into the country and also Chinese that are being brought into the country. And he said, this is for uh, a fifth column paramilitary force that will assist in an invasion. So this is how serious immigration is. I mean, it, it undermines our national security. Especially when you bring in these people, right? Okay, so do you believe there's going to be a 2024 election? Because Biden's approval rating in, with some uh, polls are showing 10% or less. There's no reasonable way that he can win without cheating, right? And the public knows this now, and for the most part, that he just, he can't win. And I they, think they'll have an election, and I'll tell you why. You I'll think they're going to cheat? And then... Go no, ahead. it's not just cheat. I don't know that they can cheat enough to beat Trump. Um, you, you'd have to literally cheat 80% of the vote now. Um, yep. I don't know that that's possible, okay? But I will tell you what's possible. They're, the left is on a progression to remove Trump. And right now they're trying four legal challenges, which are bogus. But they have lined up very cooperative Marxist, communist prosecutors and judges. Yeah, I mean, these judges in any other era would be disbarred by now but, yes. for, their con for their conduct in court. Treason. Uh, and, yeah, go ahead. Horrible. And, and Jack Smith would be uh, disbarred and probably be headed to jail. Yeah. Um, but OK. Same so what the Ninth trying, Circuit judges that ruled on our case, they total treason and malfeasance. Yeah. But keep going. The um, the legal situation, they're trying to accomplish two things. One, they would like to remove Trump as a candidate, but that doesn't appear likely, and I don't think the Supreme Court will go along with it. But they're interfering in his ability to campaign. And um, they have tabbed Nikki Haley as the heir apparent to replace it's, Trump. It's pretty clear they're uh, trying she, hard. Well, she's the whore for the military-industrial complex. Her husband's big-time involved in that business. She served on the board of many of these military advisories, and she got paid, one company paid her $300,000. She is a whore for killing people. And and uh, she is the choice uh, to become the president because she's no different than Obama or Biden. She's cut she out of the same She only has block. like 5% approval or something. I mean, she's not, 
not approval, but 5% of the vote. She's not going to win. She'll, she'll, well, okay, well, let me go back to Trump. It's, I've been covering the Kennedy assassination much to my chagrin because of what's happened to me in social media. Uh, and I can tell you why I was taken out is because I'm drawing parallels between JFK and, um, and Trump. Now, no one's going to, I've gone through, and I haven't even, on Rumble, I'm really going to hit this hard. I can tell you who fired the fatal headshot in the grassy knoll. I, I know how the contract evolved. I know there were three hit teams in Dallas. Um, I know how they covered up the autopsy. And uh, I was good friends with the late Jim Mars. And uh, I brought some info in. He did 90% of the work. I contributed about 10%. And and we both have a really had a really good understanding of what happened. And what I'm telling you is by exposing uh, the lone gunman with a diary who's crazed and so forth, that ain't gonna fly again. They did the same thing with MLK and RFK and then JFK. Same MO, lone nut assassin with a diary saying what they were gonna do. And no one's gonna believe that anymore. So what Doug Thornton and I actually did a show on this, uh, DHS supervisor. He said in DHS, they used to have discussions, trainings, meetings about presidential safety. And their feeling is, is that it won't be a lone nut assassin. It'll be a mass casualty event. And Trump will be wrong place, wrong time. And that's how they're going to take him out. And I'm telling you, if they don't get him out through the court system, or negate his campaigning so Nikki Haley gets the nomination, I firmly believe they're going to take him out through a mass casualty event. And my reason for believing that is well-sourced. And don't you think, well, I want to ask you what your sources are, but don't you think that people will still see it as almost like an act of war? I mean, they're not going to believe it at this point because we're watching Maui, we're watching all these things, we're watching the false flag in Israel which was a mass casualty, uh, people just aren't going to believe it to, for the no. most part. Depends who they blame it on. It depends who they blame it, blame, it on. It depends on how they let, do let it. Me give you, let me very give you, good at let it. Me give Who's you, your source yeah, on me, that? What kind of source do you have that this is going to happen? Doug Thornton, uh, ex, ex-DHS supervisor. While he was in DHS, they had discussions about presidential safety and they thought a mass casualty event particularly targeting a, the, the person they want to kill, but they disguise it within the fact that this was a terrorist event and Trump in this example would have been wrong place, wrong time, but he was the real target. It's kind of like an airplane crash. You know, we've done that before. Well, yeah, CIA, CIA yep. killed the leader of Pakistan, I think back in the nineties, uh, his plane crashed, they, 200 people died, but he was the target. Um, th- th- that's an example of what I'm talking about. So my source is directly out of DHS discussions via my uh, my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton. Um, and th- I don't think this is even proprietary. This isn't something that I think that you couldn't go and talk to a hundred other people and hear the same thing. Uh, they are going to do their best to make sure that Donald Trump does not run. So you asked me about a 2024 election. If Donald Trump is negated, uh, then it's Nikki Haley versus dementia. Uh, okay. So hell of a choice. Nikki Haley is probably your next president. She'll pick up momentum through the primary. Her 5% won't be meaningful at that time. And she'll pick up uh, momentum in the primary if Trump is negated and, um, sympathy will fall to the GOP with ignorant Americans saying, Oh, look at that Trump. Uh, we think it's a conspiracy. And even though they won't make it look like a conspiracy, the people will show sympathy towards the GOP candidate. And here's why I base that on. Lyndon Johnson was the most hated politician ever. He was a criminal. He was a murderer. Uh, He was a terrible man. But when Kennedy got killed, rather than people listening to Barry Goldwater, we don't want to send our sons off to die in Vietnam. They went with a sympathy vote for LBJ. And that will happen with Nikki Haley. I hope not. I hope people are smarter than this right now. It's very Sarah, clear that you work she in this is field. a total, I know she's. It's very frustrating to see the ignorance of the American people while we're in this field. Because, I mean, even my family, you see it. It's like we see it every day, 
and they just are deer in the headlights. It's like, why can't you see? I mean, we see so much proof and evidence and the average person doesn't get to see that. We try to convey it, but she's a total neocon. She's just going to want to fight war. She's awful. I mean, she's, you, you might as well have, who's that guy with the big ugly mustache at every, Bolton. You might as well have John Bolton. Bolton yeah. You might as well have John Bolton as the president if you bring in Nikki Haley. I mean, that's she, the kind of person that we have. She's more slick than Bolton. Bolton. No, she's more slick, but they, but they yeah. have the same the, attitudes towards yeah, the war. Yeah. But my point is Bolton could never get elected because he's a jackass and people can see it. Oh yeah, he doesn't she have got that. She got elected to be a governor of a state um she she can be convincing and she's got a pleasant appearing demeanor yeah yep. um okay that's more I mean, dangerous she, though that's the whole point yeah well she's also a member she was the ambassador to the un that should tell you everything you need to know that's where her loyalties lie she's a consummate globalist she trained in the young global leaders program with the world economic forum She's the worst. Just, She's one of the worst candidates you could possibly ever vote on. And I, I just, I think if they take out Donald Trump, I think RFK Jr. could win. Third no, candidate. they'll take him out. You think they'll he'll take be, him that's out. what would happen. They'd have to take him out too. Because if they take out Trump, then RFK Jr. will win. And the only way they're going to keep him from winning is they got to take him out too. It'll be brutal. This yeah. will be a brutal season. Let me give you the... Uh... The math on RFK Jr. He's a legitimate presidential candidate. He meets the threshold for Secret Service protection. He's already had infiltration by an armed assassin in his security detail, and they caught him. They caught him, or RFK probably wouldn't be here. And that should be a reason enough to order Secret Service protection. But the Cuban communist traitor, Mayorkas, uh, Mr. Open Borders uh, loves child sex trafficking, Mayorkas. He won't give him Secret Service protection because he wants him killed. And let's just be honest. There's no real. I mean, how much with a government that is a trillion, six hundred billion dollars in debt in one year. What's it going to cost to have a Secret Service contingency to protect RFK? Nothing, nothing. It's a nothing expense, but they want him dead just like they want Donald Trump dead. And we're dealing, we're not dealing with the old Democratic Party now. We're dealing this with is a hardcore. Yeah. This is Bolshevik communism we're dealing with. And if you know the history of the Red Russians versus the White Russians in that turbulent time in the latter part of what was like 1918, 1919, when you look at that, Sarah, um, there was murders, assassinations, uh, incredible. They'd kill family members. Uh, it was worse than the mafia. And well, these people running our government are worse than the mafia. That's for sure. They are worse than the mafia. But it gets back to my statement about the journalists that I know that really think these people need to be killed. They think the ends just, they don't have a rule of law. Ends justify the means. They only way they can win is to kill their rivals. These are the type of people that we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, they so also can... have sat they have go satanic ahead. leanings too. And I, uh, I I don't know that we have time to go down that path. But, well it depends uh, on who I've you're talking to. But the the bankers and the 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 elite wealthy people, the extremely wealthy people have that satanic background, but they pretty much rule everything behind the scenes. Right? I mean, it all starts with the, who ruled? What did Rothschild say? I don't care who makes the law. It's those who control the money that controls the country. Yeah. And Stalin said, I don't care who votes. I only care who counts the votes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Two very telling quotes for our time. Um, you've interviewed John Thaler. I've interviewed John twice. We have in Arizona the Chinese. And the cartel, and they're really one and the same. They're controlling Arizona politics. And uh, John says it's also present in 26 other states. Yep. But I know, I listen, I know what John says is true because uh, I've told you I was involved in a case with an attempted murder of um, uh, an advocate for truth um, that was exposing criminal corruption tied to the cartel 
who was a member of the Arizona State Senate. And this person and her boyfriend, boyfriend was shot. She was almost murdered. And so when John says the cartel are paying off the judges and a lot of the politicians, we've already seen it. We've yeah. seen the records. We've seen the money laundering records. I didn't need John's report to know that's true. But here he had a report that's 120,000 pages long and 20,000 affidavits tying uh, the governor of Arizona to a $500,000 payoff of the Sinaloa's affidavit, not my words, affidavit. And um, the uh, the Secretary of State of Arizona, uh, Adrian Fontes, I'll just say this. I don't even need to go through all his criminal allegations. Uh, when Agent Brian Terry was murdered by Mexican drug cartel members in the fast and furious operation headed by Eric Holder and Barack Obama, Adrian Fontes, Arizona Secretary of State, was the attorney of record for the accused cartel members put on trial. I don't have to say any more than that. And that's official record, Sarah. That's not even in dispute. Well, you know, one thing John Thaler said is that the money is so intertwined. The money laundering is so deep and so immense in Arizona that he doesn't believe that the politicians, anybody in power, it's, a, it's both sides. It's the, the justice system. It's so many of them are phantom judges and things on these phantom doctors, phantom experts. It's just crazy. Well, well, that, that, yeah, let's, let's explain that. Don't skip over phantom. In other words, there's been a breach of computers and fake degrees and certifications have been implemented for people of their choice where they're not really a lawyer. They're not really a doctor, but they get to masquerade because the official records have been tampered with. That's what you're referring to. That's right. And one thing that he said, and this is underlying it all, is that the money is so deep and so entrenched that there isn't a politician that's willing to go up against this because they believe it'll take down the economy of Arizona. And I'm like, well, that's so not why the whole, that's, that's, not why. The entire that's, that's not why though. I don't believe that. I'll tell you why. I push back quite a bit. And I said, so the entire country is going to fall because a bunch of weak need politicians don't have the courage to do what's right. But the one thing is that he, that I, I asked too, is this other states um, aren't benefiting like that. The other states are just on the losing end. And so from a country perspective, the good news is that there's a lot of states that have absolutely no benefit like Arizona does and should be pushing back. Why do you think it's not just money? What is else is there behind his report? I'll tell you this story. A after, after this lady was the victim, it was in Prescott, Arizona, after she was the victim of an attempted assassination and her boyfriend shot, and he was out of the hospital and with us. I went and spoke to this group. And after the the presentation, and this is how I found out about the assassination attempt. I didn't know. This person who knew me pretty well didn't even tell me. I'm, I'm getting ready to present. And a Yavapai sheriff's deputy walks up to me and says, Mr. Hodges, if any trouble starts, just get behind the podium and we'll quickly move to protect you. I'm going, what the hell? I didn't know I was. What did I just walk into? And this was the third time I'd spoken to this group. And so I, I didn't go up there with any preconceived fears. So afterwards, you know, we all go out to lunch as we always did. We had then a current member of the Arizona legislature, no longer there. Um, we had uh, two prominent members of their local county GOP and the boyfriend and one other person who was associated with my presentation in terms of administration. And we're there and we're talking about the issue. And I said to the legislator and I said to the two county GOP officials, okay, we're gonna do a show and we're gonna expose the hell out of this. And it's very similar to what was in John Thaler's report. And um, the legislature, legislator, her mom and my mom were best friends in Colorado, best friends. Uh, we even got a little assistance from her and the first time she was in office on our property rights problems with McCain. Uh, the two GOP had been real friendly to me, dialogue with me, send me emails, send me articles, comment on my work. And they were all, no, we can't do that. And I said, why? 
no one is here. Here's the quote. No one is beyond their reach. Well, but see that what I think but, is, is that this is their method for controlling all these different states, especially Arizona. Texas is probably under this kind of control because so much is flooding through Texas. The, the bigger picture, the globalist agenda is to control and destroy the local agenda of the politicians are maybe fear, but also fear to they just don't have the courage to do what's necessary because it is so entrenched. And like I said, the beyond the reach, that's that's probably another point here. But there's there's two agendas. There's the agenda of the local politician who is just a lame ass, no courage, can't do what's right. And then you have the agenda of the bigger politicians that are there to that's just their method. That's their tool. Yeah, I, what you're saying has merit. If I could spend a little more time with John, um, what I would say to him is that I've talked to people on the ground, as I'm sure he has, and I saw nothing but abject fear. And, and, and it's a carrot stick approach. We can advance your political career or we can screw you in voter fraud. And if you make too much noise, we can kill you and your family. We can kill you or and we I'm can just get you. rid of you like we did with Liz Harris. I mean, they just made crap up and got rid of her. Uh, even if he was voted know, in. Uh, yeah, let me tell you about Liz Harris real quick. And for the audience that doesn't know, she was exposing this at a so-called political integrity joint house session in Arizona. And one of her invitees was working for John Thaler, Jacqueline Brager. And Jacqueline Brager gave a 45-minute presentation that was right on point to the report. And it got Liz Harris kicked out of the Arizona legislature. But that's not the end of the story. I don't know if Liz ever told you this, but she went for a car ride not too long after. And uh, I'd already had an open invitation for her to come on my show. And I'm sure that was known because I talked about it on air. And Liz was told, Liz, you better shut up. I'm your friend. But they're going to find your body over in that field if you don't shut up. That's she really was told that true. very, very directly. She was told that. And I know Tina Peters, who's fighting in Colorado over similar issues. Uh, she tried to validate or invalidate the machines under her control in Mesa County, Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, she was the county clerk and recorder. And uh, for wanting to validate the machines, she got thrown in jail. And this is the way they're handling things now. Yeah, I'll give you an example. In Arizona, um, the Mojave uh, Board of Supervisors announced that they were going to do a hand count of the 2024 election following the machine vote. And Chris Mays, last week, the attorney general who stole her election, um, she said, if you do that, we'll throw you in jail. Uh, and I know the county supervisor okay. in Mojave County, his name's Ron Gould, former state senator. And when I was fighting against McCain to preserve my property, he had me on a show twice. He had a radio show out of Lake Havasu. And I got, he's an honest guy. He's a stand-up guy. And in the 2022 midterm, they weren't going to certify the governor's election. The county supervisor says, no, we know there's fraud. We have proven fraud and we're not certifying it. And the, the, the governor-to-be... Katie Hobbs, who is also the Secretary of State in charge of elections, in a huge conflict of interest, she told those supervisors, you will certify my election or you will go to jail. Isn't this is how crazy? they're dealing. It's, this is this how they're is dealing with it. And Donald Trump faces the same thing in Atlanta. That he For does. daring to question the election, they want to put him in prison for the rest of his life. This is the Soviet system in the United States. This is what the Soviets exactly. had to deal with. We're de where we're, rule of law doesn't matter. It's just who has the most power, and that's what they yep. do. They don't care about you. They care about their own power and the rule of law, and they're hiding behind this communist ideal of everybody having all these benefits while they're acting like thugs and destroying all decent civilization, you know, civil discourse. John Thaler has had five attacks, like for five murder attempts yeah. against him. I mean, he's not, and he keeps going. He says, I have to do this. And I, um, I, I think it's so admirable that we have people willing to do that. 
And so we need the American people to back these people up. What can people realistically do? Because I think a lot of people are feeling that it's hopeless. And how do we get people past the hopelessness that they feel? Well, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's a magic uh, solution here. Um, the raising awareness, 60% of the people in America now have doubts if their vote really counts. So we've made progress in that manner. Um, but I don't really have a firm answer on this because how much can they cheat? How active will people get? L let me tell you this. In a perfect world right now, um, everyone who's in that Thaler report from the Speaker of the House in Arizona, Ben Toma, uh, on down to anyone who's associated with this should be recalled from office. And the majority so overwhelming that no voter fraud could change that. And then you replace them with average people who will serve the needs of the state. Um, if we if we could muster the political will to do it and the numbers necessary, because you wouldn't need 51%, you'd probably need about 80% of the people because of the rampant cheating. And then you'd have judicial blocks attempting by the judges that are criminals to block the proceedings. Um, like I said, there's no easy answer, but in a perfect world, that's how I would want to see it handled. Um, and the bottom line is I, I've started this movement and I'm trying to get someone to pick it up because I don't have time. It's called Toss Them All. And I want to unelect all GOP incumbents in Congress and at your state uh, offices, local offices, except for ones who are exceptional. Marjorie Taylor Greene, I don't agree with everything she does, but I would vote for her. Matt Gates, same comment. There are some people who are worthy of being returned, but there's not a dozen of them in Congress. And if we had this toss them all, because the problem now lies in the GOP, the voter fraud that took place in Maricopa County in 2022 was more a GOP uh, concived action, contrived action because they took out a political action campaign between Bill Gates of Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and Stephen Reischer, the county clerk and recorder, they had a pact to not elect any America First candidates, which is why Carrie Lake and Abomaday and all these state office candidates got defeated because of massive voter fraud with GOP. And the way they did it is they purposely broke the machines on, on election day where 60% of the machines in heavy Republican districts in Maricopa County did not work. And that was enough to swing a close election. And the and the Katie GOP Hobbs, and what you're saying is the GOP is in on it. There, the, yeah. There's, there's. It's when people say uniparty, that's true. How, how do you have? How do two GOP guys have a pack, a political action campaign, to not elect Carrie Lake, Abe Amaday, and so forth to state office because they're America First candidates? They're they. In other words, they forced the win of the Democrats. How, how do they crazy? support? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, you look at look at the Secretary of State's office. You got Adrian Fontes, known cartel lawyer, known. I mean, it's public record. It's known, and he gets elected. Okay, and and it's the GOP that was responsible for his election. How do sixty percent of the voting machines in heavy Republican districts in Maricopa County break down on election day, disenfranchise a couple hundred thousand voters? and allow a governor's race to be decided by so 17,000 votes. And it's the judges obvious. all say, oh, there's no problem here. When well, the judges keep, I was just going to say the judges are all blackmailed and paid off, just like the Thaler report said. Thaler reports right on the money. Um, I just, like I said, I don't know what the solution is, but uh, we have to raise, absolutely raise the awareness. And I got to tell you, I know I'm playing with fire in Maricopa County. Because I'm talking about cartel interests, and I'm talking about them just like John is talking about the, their link into judges and politicians and law enforcement. Um, and Arizona is so ugly, it's unbelievable right now what's going on. It there is. is no GOP. There is no GOP in Arizona. And, oh, okay. they get pissed at me. Dave, you're still registered as a Republican. And I, why is that, Dave Hodges? And I've been on a talk show with someone in the GOP questioning me. And I said, 
so I can vote out people like you in the primary. <laughs> That's the only reason I maintain my GOP status is so I can vote you bastards out. Well, you you are a GOP for what it's supposed to stand for. I mean, you always have been, but you're not what they are now. I mean, we've things are completely messed up. There's so, no GOP. Mitch McConnell makes twenty five million dollars a year because of his wife, uh, Chinese wife, whose parents control the six major ports in China. That's right. And you know what he did in the twenty twenty two midterms. He pulled funding from eight GOP senatorial candidates who were America First candidates. Same strategy as Maricopa County. And Rona McDaniel was part of it. The head of the RNC, Republican National Committee, controls finance. She's working against Donald Trump like no one's business. Yeah. Uh, see, I Trump can, has I an uphill that. battle. Even if Trump, even if Trump is able to survive these legal challenges and have enough popularity to be the candidate. Um, he's got Mitch McConnell against him. He's got Ronan McDaniel against him and they won't fund him. They won't fund his candidacy. They'll, they'd rather have a Democrat in there than fund the candidacy. And, and how do I know? Because they screwed eight Republican senatorial candidates. Now, three of them won, but all eight of them should have won. Yeah, uh, right. And they pulled funding in the last two months of the election. I know. I and saw that. Like I said, you got Bill Gates and Stephen Reicher, Republicans in Maricopa County, who screwed Carrie Lake, GOP member. That's, oh, I, don't need to go, I don't need to go any farther than that. Mitch McConnell, and, which people don't know, is I was following his race at the time, and his competitor was up by double digits, like 20 some percent higher, 22 percent or something in polling ahead of Mitch McConnell. Yeah, and Mitch McConnell magically won. He didn't win. He was placed. Mitch McConnell's a fraud mm -hmm. and he's, I mean, these people have no honor. They're like the, your Hobbs, Katie Hobbs, she lost and she's walking around as a government. You are a loser. You don't belong there. You lost, but they have no honor. They have no integrity. And so they're going to do it anyways, but they're a loser. People don't want her. And she's walking around anyways. People don't want Mitch McConnell. You lost Mitch. Get out. But he faked it. And it's kind of, it's, you know, we both come from a sports background and if somebody cheats in sports. There isn't anything worse than having the winner being a cheater and walking around as a cheater. You know, people hate that because merit is what ma matters in sports. And so when we watch these people walking around as if they won and they didn't, there isn't anything grosser than that. I mean, their integrity, everything, they should tell you everything about that person. Who yeah. wants to Before be in a position close, when you know you lost? I'm going to answer your question this way uh, as we close. I got on my um, rant, but go ahead. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, Katie Hobbs' husband, he has a right to do this profession. It's not illegal. I think it's horribly immoral, and I think the lake of fire awaits him. But uh, he works in the child mutilation business, removing genitals of kids. Yeah, and that's her husband. Um, and, and so it, th this is, like I said, we have in Arizona the most reprobate politicians you could see. They wouldn't be people you'd want to sit down to dinner with. Um, there's very there's very few of them who have any redeeming value as a human being. And, and Sarah, you know me personally. I don't feel this way about people in my life, but I feel this way about the people running this country because politics attracts assholes. Excuse my French, but it's true. They attack. They attract the sociopaths. The power greedy, um, they attract people who are mentally ill, uh, and and I've gone through and I've actually documented a lot of my statements here, and so we have people who aren't fit to be leaders, but we only have ourselves to blame because we have met the enemy and he is us, and us means ignorance, lack of action, and letting it happen, and then letting it persevere, and unfortunately we're getting to the point. We're the only solution if we don't move now and overwhelmingly defeat these people politically. The only solution is civil war. Yeah. I'm and that'll get really right. ugly because yeah. because of the Kigali principles. But anyway, I want to thank you for having me on. Where do and, people um, find you? I know we got a um you have a hard cut here. So tell us where your website is and where people can reach you. 
uh, thecommonsenseshow.com. And at the bottom, you can catch our radio, latest radio broadcasts and podcasts, which are doing quite well. Don't look for me on YouTube anymore. Um, also, too, I've started on Rumble. And, of course, uh, we're making our flagship, thecommonsenseshow.tv. And you're going to want to go sign up there because I own the platform, so I can't be censored. You can't be shut down. Well, thank you so much, Dave. I always appreciate you coming to the show. My pleasure, Sarah. Take care. 